Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 13th and the 20th of February 2023. I'm Katrina Pez, the research correspondent for the ME Association. It's been a quieter week for ME-CFS research with only four new ME-CFS studies but 17 new long COVID studies. None of the studies particularly caught our eyes this week with one of the studies, paper 2, being on the use of CBT in a range of chronic health conditions, with the introduction claiming that CBT is an evidence-based treatment for ME-CFS. Paper 3 is an educational psychology thesis, which is on school-based experiences. And paper 4 is an opinion piece, which the authors believe the bacteria Staphylococcus aureus plays a role in about a third of the ME-CFS cases. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies. Paper 1 is a case report and presents data on one medical case study, which details characterising post-COVID-19 ME-CFS post-exertional malaise PEM lower serum acyl carnitine level, which is a biological intermediate that plays a vital role in energy production. This published report doesn't tell us anything we don't know already, with the central idea being to establish the key symptoms in long COVID which should be used to lead to an ME-CFS diagnosis. The researchers summarise a selection of previous published research with only a total of four pages and 17 studies referenced. The study concludes that post-exertional malaise is key to diagnosis and graded exercise therapy and cognitive behaviour therapy have been reported to be safe and effective. The authors also comment that there is common agreement that ME-CFS is associated with changes in acylcarlotene and carlotene homeostasis, which is confirmed in the one patient which was tested in the study. The authors also claim that low serum acylcarnitine levels confirm an accurate diagnosis. However, there are no established biomarkers in ME-CFS. There have been very mixed findings in previous research, some studies finding normal carotene levels in ME-CFS. A brief summary of the research in this area can be found on MEpedia. To also explain the context of these findings, carotene and acylcarnitine are very similar, interchangeable and can be converted with the addition or the removal of the acetyl group, although acylcarnitine is more easily absorbed in the gut. In conclusion, this is definitely not a strong study, it doesn't add to the field and there is an unfortunate typo of ME-CFS in the 49-word abstract. There are also several papers which you may be interested in reading in the long COVID reference section this week. This is paper 1 showing multi-organ impairment after one year in people with long COVID. You can read further coverage of this study on our website. Paper 2 is a promising preprint looking at muscle biopsies from 11 patients showing fewer capillaries, thicker capillary basement membranes and increased numbers of macrophages, which is a type of white blood cell. And this was found in long COVID patients compared to the controls. However, the COVID-19 virus couldn't be detected in the muscle tissues, but genetic changes were found, which suggest immune dysregulation and altered metabolic pathways. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I'll be back next week for the next instalment.